Let's face it, we frontliners see the absolute worst of humanity more than we may like, definitely a lot more than the general population. And while I can certainly appreciate heading to the local, off-shift friendly drinking establishment after a particularly difficult night, I'd much rather cope with finding whatever humor I can in a bad situation. Trust me, it's better than having to call my adult daughter to pick me up from a bar at 9 o'clock in the morning because I can't, uh, find my keys. My name is Jennifer Cosgrove, and I've been a night shift nurse for close to two decades. I created Overnight Observations to not just celebrate and share the often extremely dark sense of humor many of us possess, but to really dig in and chat about how allowing ourselves to find levity in serious situations not only helps us cope in the moment, it's also been scientifically proven to be beneficial to our overall mental health and physical well-being. So grab a cup of lukewarm coffee and a cold slice of pizza, sit back and relax, but not too much, you'll get us all in trouble, and just observe. Hey there, welcome to episode 14 of Overnight Observations, Diary of a Night Shift Nurse. I'm Jen. Welcome. Hope you're well. Hope you had a great Halloween. I did. I usually do. I have a lot more candy than I planned on having. There really weren't a lot of kids this year. I, I certainly hope that it's just people still being a little bit cautious because of what's going on out there in the world and uh, not because they don't want to celebrate Halloween anymore because that'd be a damn shame. That being said, hey, you know, I mean, I'd say all the more candy for me, but uh, getting a little bit older and can't um, can't eat the Reese's peanut butter cups like I used to. It, yeah, once on your lips, forever on your hips, you know? Yeah, have to do a few more 5Ks. Anyway, that's that. So today we're going to talk about some of the new advances in technology in the healthcare setting over the years. Uh, in the time that I've been in RN, 23 years now? Yeah, something like that. Pretty close to 25 anyway. I've seen a lot of different things. I mean, some some are great, some not so much. And like anything new, it takes some getting used to. We've been due for some in-services at work on some new equipment, but the schedules keep changing and either that new device isn't in stock yet or there's delay or there are problems with the prototype or there was a temporary recall, whatever. And I'm sure this doesn't just affect hospital workers and first responders, pretty much everybody in the workforce today. That being said, an article that I read recently had me equally amused and confused, if I'm being honest. So allow me to elaborate. According to businessinsider.com, in an article posted uh, about a week ago on the 26th of October, Amazon's going to be starting to equip a few hospitals around the country with Alexa technology. And they've already begun rolling out some pharmacy options and startup primary care businesses. But this particular tech will, according to Peachy Hain, the executive director of medical surgical services at California's Cedars Sinai Hospital. Say that five times fast, guys, huh? Wow. Anyway, this tech will enable patients to, quote, use Alexa to connect to their care team and stay entertained as they settle in while care providers can streamline tasks to make more time to care for those patients, end quote. Now, as far as, where was it here? Uh, Staying entertained, they're talking about changing their channel or listening to music or things like that while they settle in. They're patients in a hospital. If they're in a hospital, they're not going to be doing a lot of settling because I would assume they're in some sort of pain in general. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't know. The article also mentions that this would result in less use of 
PPE, conserving supplies for when they're most needed, which, if I'm being honest, is really the only point of this that makes sense. It also states that the staff wouldn't have to unnecessarily go into a patient's room and could potentially free up staff to provide medical care. And my favorite, to increase productivity. What? Increase productivity. All right. Now, Alexa could enable staff to talk to patients and vice versa control devices like the TV, but wouldn't that just really be making it an expensive call bell? Yeah, it's a bit vague, if you ask me. I mean, there are problems with tech like this often. I mean, cell phones and pages not working properly, the patient being in too much pain to be able to use it correctly, and honest to God, to increase productivity? What does that even mean? Anyway, this is going to be trialed in California and also here in Massachusetts at Boston Children's Hospital, Houston Methodist, and BayCare in Florida. So if any of you is aware of this and will be working with it, please let me know what you think. I'm, I'm really, really curious. Maybe I'm an old-fashioned girl, but I can't quite wrap my head around how this is really any different than a regular call bell. I understand not going into a patient's room unnecessarily and using PPE. I, I, I get that. But increased productivity for who? What kind of productivity are they talking about exactly? Because we work with our patients. We hopefully are able to, at some point, be able to manage our time, be able... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, if seriously, if you're going to be working with any of this stuff, please let me know, because I'm really, really darn curious as to how this is going to work. And a little bit of further digging brought up that this type of tech is being used in senior centers and also some assisted living residences. This makes sense. It can help with phone calls, whether it's calling family or a friend down the hall, making maintenance requests, keeping up on events within the community. Great idea, but in an acute care setting? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Some other interesting things on the tech horizon, at least published on time.com back in October of 2019, include ultrasound technology developed on a microchip connected to an app on an iPhone that costs tens of thousands of dollars less than an actual ultrasound machine. I think this chip to make and produce costs maybe, I think the article said $2,000 as opposed to $100,000 for an actual giant ultrasound machine. And it may not be as super accurate in diagnosing, but hey, it's portable and it can go pretty much anywhere in an emergency, which I think is really kind of cool. Or even places that aren't equipped to handle drains on energy. So that, that might be a good thing. There's also new research in VR for physical therapy and rehab, not only for harnessing brain activity and repairing neural pathways, but not subjecting the patient to repetitive therapies that make getting well tedious. So yeah, I mean, imagine doing some therapy and a physical therapy and you know, having your VR mask, I guess you'd call it. I don't, even, I don't know what the, the proper term for it is. It looks like a scuba mask to me, almost. There I go, sounding really, really old. But just watching scenery and going for a run one day, maybe running from zombies, and then the next day being in Jurassic World or something, that, I think that'd be kind of cool, kind of take your, take your mind off your pain and off some of the harder work that you need to do that you, you'd want to do to get better. I think that's kind of cool. Not to be left out, but Google has developed AI systems that seem to be outperforming some of the more traditional testing on diagnosing lung cancer. And I quote, out of 45,000 CT scans, the AI algorithm detected 5% more new cases 
and 11% fewer false positives than the control group of six human radiologists. End quote. Now, if that doesn't make you think of the rise of the machines, check this out. The CTRL kit, it's kind of like a wristwatch, is going to detect electrical impulses that travel from motor neurons to the extremities as soon as a person thinks about a particular movement. While this can be really good news for those diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, MS, or any of the other degenerative diseases, I was a little bit unnerved by the CTRL Labs CEO and co-founder Thomas Reardon as saying, and I quote, I want machines to do what we want them to, and I want us not to be enslaved by machines. Be honest with me, folks. Doesn't that sound like something the slightly mad scientist says to the press right before the experiment goes horribly, horribly wrong? Or have I been binging Netflix too much? All I do know is that there are so many changes being made so quickly, especially within healthcare, that I'm really afraid the focus on care is going by the wayside. And we can't let that happen, because once we do, all bets are off. So let's not let that happen, okay? Let's, let's keep the care in healthcare. And keep on keeping on. Any thoughts? OvernightObservations.com or OvernightObservations at gmail.com. Always happy to hear your take on things. Until next time, ciao. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Overnight Observations, Diary of a Night Shift Nurse. If you've laughed a little or a lot and learned something in the process, I've done my job. For more respectfully irreverent humor and the scientific proof that it's actually good for you, subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget that a little bit of levity goes a long way to leaving some of the darkness behind. The sun always rises. Greet it with a grin. Thanks for listening.